Welcome to the Corporate Coven Podcast, a show where we will co-create the future of work in the age of Aquarius, using contemplative career practices and holistic human resources. I'm your host, Jessica Munson, aka That Witch From Work. What's up, witches? I am coming to you from the broom closet, aka my bedroom closet, where I am surrounded by my beautiful shoes and hidden from sight from all of the little creatures living in my house. If you follow me on Instagram, then you know that I have two kids, two dogs, and one cat. And I've had the type of day today where I am just super excited to have some alone time. You know, that's something that is pretty common for moms, for HR professionals, for introverts, for people that work in open work plans, that joy you get from just finally having peace and solitude. I have an entire outline for an episode, which I do plan on recording, but I want to take up some space for a moment and just get real with you. You're about to hear some details about my life, about today, the day that I'm recording this in particular, and something to help pull myself out of it, because I'll be honest with you. I'll be candid with you. I'm feeling funky. You know, I'm just feeling a bit funky. So I have been running around. It's the weekend. And this Jupiter retrograde and Saturn retrograde over my ascendant, it feels like I'm living in my own personal retrograde hell where I'm struggling to keep up on my deadlines and respond to emails in a timely manner and coordinate all of the schedules that I have going on. And today was no different. I get home after being out with my kids and my house just smells. And not like, oh, I need to do the dishes smells or, oh, I moved into a house that was built in the year 1900 and it always kind of smells like old people unless I have a candle burning. I mean, smells like one of my animals couldn't hold it and wait for me to get home. Sure enough, my six-month-old puppy had messed in his kennel and my my older other dog lost the contents of her stomach after getting into the cat food. That's what I get for being home and not supervising my house. And then as I was actually sitting down to record this episode initially, my sweet six-month-old puppy found himself with an upset stomach again and this time in my bedroom. And it just, it threw me off. You know what I mean? Do you have those days? I know that you do. Whoever is listening to this, I know that you have those days where either literally or metaphorically, there's just shit everywhere. So I'm going to share something that is going to lift my spirits, pull me out of it. (laughs) I've cleaned up the house. I've washed out the bathtub. I've bathed the dog. Um... And I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about something else, something that fills me with joy and something that is uh, super fun for me. So something that's been really fun for me since, quote unquote, coming out of the broom closet, or really just publicly recognizing myself as a witch, introducing myself as a witch, and allowing others to 
refer to me as a witch comfortably. Um, and I say comfortably because I grew up in a very conservative area where witches is something that you talked about on Halloween or it's because you were using it as a derogatory term to somebody. Um, and it's very, very uncommon for someone to refer to you as a witch as part of an actual uh, belief system or ritual practice or something like that. And since coming out of the broom closet, since recognizing myself as a witch and using that language with other people, um, you know, as I'm being introduced is teasing my nieces and nephews. And I am a pretty devoted aunt. I've always really loved kids and I've always really loved the children in my family. I have a mole on my chin, which I got teased about quite a bit when I was younger and dealt with, you know, insecurities of having it. But when I started adopting this witch persona, I've, I've grown to really love it. And I kind of wear it with a sense of pride of it's one of my witch marks. I'm sure I'm not alone. We are, you know, when you're, when you're getting into it, when you're new to it, you start seeing these things on Pinterest or on Instagram of signs you're a witch and it's having, you know, birthmarks or, or moles or something like that, uh, marks on your palms. Um, so mine is on my chin. I have a mole on my chin and I would tell my nieces and nephews, oh, you know that I'm a witch, right? And they look at me like they can't tell if it's real. They can't tell if I'm teasing or not. Um, and I would say, you know how it's true. And I would point to the mole on my chin. I said, this is proof that I'm a witch. Cause you know, scary Halloween witches have moles and warts all over their body. But more than that, I love to talk about doing magic with my nieces and nephews. In a previous episode, I talked about how little kids believe in all kinds of fantastical stories and anything is possible and whatever they think up is true. And then, you know, around the first Saturn transit is when you start differentiating between what is fantasy and what is reality. And it's still sometimes difficult. Um, and that's, that's a line that I walk as a parent all the time. You know, I don't want to necessarily reinforce Santa, but I love teaching about gods and goddesses. And I don't want my child to be afraid of like a boogeyman, but I do want her to believe in spells and casting, right? So it's this interesting uh, situation I found myself in as, as a parent or as, you know, an authority figure over children. But something that's been coming up recently is, you know, as a practicing witch, as someone who engages in divination and spell work and ritual is including my child in that and not in a way to indoctrinate, but more as a way to share something that, you know, brings me passion. Um, I've done Reiki with her. Uh, we read our tarot cards together. We'll meditate with our crystals together. We'll go out and look at the moon together. And I've actually shown my daughter her natal chart. And we talk a lot about the ruler of her chart because I'm a traditional astrologer. That's a big part of my practice and how I work with clients is the ruler of the chart. And she knows that because she, because of her rising sign, she knows that Venus or Aphrodite is her goddess, the goddess of her chart. I also gave her the middle name Freya. So we also talk a lot about Freya as a goddess and why I gave her that name. And so she's five and so she believes in magic and I tell her that I'm a witch and she looks at my spell books and she looks at the natal charts and she looks at the palmistry guides I have around our house 
and you know the skull that I have with the different etchings in it of the zodiac and whatnot and so she's she's exposed to this and she engages with it and her cousins we've been seeing a lot of family lately you know how summer is her cousins and her little best friend are just so sure that magic is not real convinced that magic is not real and when she tells them I can do magic they write her off like so many children do and you know especially one of the cousins is around that age of that first Saturn square where reality is really important the moment to give up on fantasy to recognize that magic isn't real superheroes aren't real it becomes really important and you know I'm sure we've all experienced this you get to a certain age and you still believe in those things and now you are ostracized on the playground you still believe in Santa you still believe in the tooth fairy you still believe in unicorns you know this is a normal part of childhood that we go through and I am again not trying to put my daughter into a situation where she's gonna be one of the outcasts at school but I still want her to believe in magic I want her to believe in not just my practice but in the possibility as well as her own ability to influence and to create and to consciously engage in energy and so tonight when we were driving home it has been kind of stormy and raining and she looks out the window and she sees a rainbow and I just tell her oh I am so grateful that you told me about that rainbow because if you wouldn't have told me to look for it, I wouldn't have seen it. And she feels joy and blissful because what she shared with me is bringing me joy. And I say to her, did you know that it was your magic that showed you that rainbow? And she can't quite understand what I'm saying, right? I mean, I'm talking to a five-year-old, but I'm doing my best here. And I say, that's your intuition, your stomach, your heart, and your mind prompted you to look outside and see that rainbow. I didn't have that prompting. That's not part of my magic. That's not part of my gift. That's a gift that you had that thought. And so we start talking about rainbow magic. And as someone who is certified and practices Reiki, the chakra system is a big part of my practice. And I told you that I've done Reiki on my children, but I haven't explained fully like what it is or what I'm doing or, you know, it's just some way for me to help calm them down before bedtime. And we started talking about what rainbows are. You know, a rainbow is when light passes through water and it makes a color and the color is connected to energy and energy flows throughout our bodies. And when light passes through us, it creates the beautiful rainbow of our energy and some people can see it I told her sometimes I can see it with my eyes closed sometimes I can feel it even though I can't see it some people can see it even with their eyes open but it's all energy and it's real magic and she gets so excited and then you know naturally this uh, moves further into a conversation around how she also has invisible powers and she also can control fire and she can also you know do all of these other more like fantastical type things but it just it's those little moments that I get to share with her where you know she's not quite at this moment in her development where she is cynical and where she needs to be I mean she still needs to be right she is my daughter after all but it's just, it's fun to share that. It's fun to engage with it. And my goal as the weird kooky witch aunt 
my goal as the weird witchy mom is to help them believe in magic, help them believe in their ability to work with energy, to work with the elements, to engage with things which other people cast aside long ago because it wasn't cool anymore or um, you know they started to be encouraged to disbelieve in their own ability to co-create their life and to engage with the things which are you know hard to prove unless you experience them unless you unless you engage with that regularly so I just wanted to share that with you I already feel better I've almost forgotten about the earlier events of my evening <laughs> and the consequences of having fur babies um, and having those fur babies eat people food when they shouldn't be. Um, but you know, that's, that's why I'm here and that's a big part of what I tried to do as a parent. That's a big part of what I tried to do as a professional is to re-engage magic, to cast aside the cynicism of Saturn that we've developed in our life and that cynical nature that we think is protecting us in some way or making us better than others in some way, but to invite that childlike curiosity and wonder and to truly believe not only in the magic around us, but in our own magic and in our own ability to coexist with the energy around us. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope that it made you laugh. I hope that it made you return to a time in your life where you felt blissful, whimsical, and even a bit fantastical. If you want to find other ways to work with me and re-engage in your magic as an adult, be sure to check out my website, www.thatwitchfromwork.com. It would also mean a lot to me if you shared this episode with your friends. And if you like what I'm doing here, go ahead and give me a five-star rating. Look at it hurt.